0: This is NLBP TV video podcast. I am Camille Miller, your host and founder of the Natural Life Business Partnership. This video podcast is dedicated to supporting the holistic entrepreneur who is passionate about their business and living an authentic lifestyle. Tune in as we interview members, healers, inspiring business leaders, authors, and change makers in the alternative health and wellness arena. Let's get started. Today is May 9th, 2018. I am Camille Miller of the Natural Life Business Partnership. And we are talking about, we are talking about building your client funnel. I don't know the whole um, thing, but it's building your client funnel, um, which I think is such an important piece of Um, what we do because every single one of us is in sales. If we like it or not, no matter what we do, we are all in sales. We're all entrepreneurs. We're all looking for that next client, that next thing, that next sale. If it's a service, if it's a product, whatever it is, it's um, how are we building it? How are we getting people to that end? Uh, And it's a really important piece. Um, I used to be um, a sales trainer for um, um, a real estate firm. Then I opened my own, but I was a national sales trainer for a while. And all sales is the same. But the one thing is every new agent came in saying, I want to make $100,000. It was what every single person came in saying. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then I got really good at showing how a sales funnel worked. And I'm going to screen share here for one second. Um, So I can show you how this sales funnel work. And this, I'm drawing with a mouse here, so just deal with me. This is a funnel. This is your sale. So, um, and everyone came in saying, I wanna make $100,000. And we'd be like, okay, you can do that. You can totally do that. It's a little hard in your first year because your commission's only 50-50 with your broker, but it is a possibility. Um but what you have to know and have to figure out is how many people are you getting into the beginning of the funnel this is coming into the funnel um, to come out so what we had to do is you had to take a hundred thousand and then you had to figure out what your average sale was say just to make it easy it was ten thousand dollars of closing Um, this is just to make the numbers easy every business is going to be different Say it's $100,000 is what you wanted to make at the end of the year. It was $10,000 per closing. How many homes did you have to sell to get it to the end? So in in this example, it's gonna be, you need to sell 10 10 homes to make it, right? Um, But in order to sell 10 homes and get 10 homes to close, um, you might have to, and this is the thing that people don't understand about real estate, um, you might literally have to talk to 200 people a month to get them to come through, to get you know, one a month, this is a little less than one a month to close. Um, and it's how many people do, did you start with? How many contacts and touches did you have? And if this was the first like 200, then there's different tiers, what we call the beginning, the middle and the end and um, sometimes there's more. Three is good, there could be four little phases, but it's how many people do you have to come in and those initial touches. Uh, It could be through social media, it could be through a newsletter, it could be meeting, it could be through an open house, it could be any way that you have these initial touches. And there's some type of engagement. It could just be a tiny little bit of engagement. It could be an inquiry on another house or a listing or something. Um, But it's some type of engagement. And then what do you have to do? What's that step to get them to this level? So if this is, this is just a guess. So if this is 200 people um, and this is monthly, so we always had to break it down by month. So if this is 200 people a month, what is that? thing that happens to get them to this level of engagement Mm -hmm. so that now it's, let's say, you narrow it down to, um, this is just a guess, we'd have to do all the the figures and the measurements, 50 people, right? And out of those 50 people, maybe you hit another level of engagement, this is gonna have four, the way this is gonna work, because I already know the answer. Um, At another level of engagement, say, uh, this is the ones that call you back. Um, then after that, another level of engagement, say, those are the people that go to see a house. And out of those people that see a house, say, eh, say 20, could be 25, but say 20, um, actually get to the point where they want to put an offer on the house or something. And then, um I actually say 20 actually want to go see a house. So the 50 would be the second layer of the game. 20 people may be potential people. I always rank people too as A, B, and C. um, Levels of prospects. And then I take the A and I work them to one side of engagement. B is another side of engagement. C is another side of engagement. We're going to go through all these levels. So for the A people maybe those are the ones that we say, okay, let's talk to a mortgage broker, let's do something else. Out of those 20 people, maybe two actually put an offer on the house. Um, And then, oops, that was supposed to be under here. And then out of those two, maybe one actually goes to contract, okay? So even if you had one a month go to contract starting from those 200, one a month is not gonna close. Um, so sometimes you want two to go to contract because most of them will not go all the way to closing. They're going to bounce out somewhere in the inspection issues or something. I'm using real estate just because that's what I used to teach, but every single one can be used in anything of your business. And we're going to talk about how this funnel kind of works uh, and where you want them to end up. Um, so does everyone get the basic idea of what we're talking about, is looking at how many people you have to engage in every way possible to get that sale at the end. Um, and I can talk a little bit about this organization because you all came through my sales funnel um, and how, you, how I set it up, and also um, tweaking it along the way when you find out that things don't work or do work. Um, how many people, by, by a show of hands, how many people actually have a sales funnel? Paul, I see you for sales funnel. I'm gonna go back so I can see everybody. Oh hi Jenny, I can see that you joined us now that my my whiteboard is down. So uh, show of hands again. Who has a sales funnel? Okay. Kinda? Okay. So we can talk about what they look like and then how we can tweak how we can tweak them a little bit. Um so when we're talking about a sales funnel, uh, first, you have to know what your traffic source is, right? Um, is it social media? Is it speaking? Is it through your website? Is it um, a vendor table? Is it an ebook? book uh, Social media? Is it a press release? Is it word of mouth? Um, where is your uh, traffic source originally coming from? Or it could be all of those things but you really should be tracking how you get every single person. That's part of when we talk about our business planning. Um, I go back and say, look over the past year or two, where did all those people start? Um, So we can follow where they're going because there will show a pattern always. A pattern will always show on what you're doing. Um, I can use um, the example of our own organization I used to do everything at night. We started doing coffees. And when I started being more personal with people and telling my whole story, I realized that more people were coming through coffees. That's why we have morning coffees all the time now, because I realize it's a more personal interaction. Um, um, lately, you'll see if you join on the Zoom or if you join in any of our events, I always have the members tell what they like about the organization, because over the two years, I've learned that members are the ones that are attracting members, not me. Um, And by doing that, another member or someone who's thinking about membership can learn more about the organization than just me talking about it. They actually learn through other members. So that is actually a piece of my funnel um, to get people. Now it's to get people to that Zoom call. Now that I've done them twice, that's my new thing. Let me see how many people I can get. And I'm actually have a staff now working just on building our database in all different regions across the country Um, to try to get people onto that Zoom call, because I think that's gonna be it. But it took a lot of time and tweaking and to figure that out. Um, And listening to your customers, your clients, your end people that have purchased to say, why you? Um, Another example is when I built this organization, I had the general idea, but I really needed to listen to the members and people about how it needed to kind of go forward. Um, And you'll see our tagline now is, we're not just networking, we build businesses. It was because a member very, very early on in the very beginning said, the reason I joined you was because you had an MBA and it was all about building a business. It wasn't just networking. And all of a sudden I went, ding, 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 ding. That's it. That's how I differentiate myself from somebody else. Let's make sure I always talk about that. So it's little tweaks and little things that people say about you or... Uh, your business or how something was done. Um, And if you hear it over and over and over again, then you know that's part of your funnel, that's part of your thing. So let's talk about um, some traffic sources. Um, And I'd love to hear from people if you have stories too, if you know what your source is. Um, I do talk to people a lot about um, um, speaking. I think when you're in front of a large amount of people, Um, that's when you're really making that connection, telling your own story, telling your own journey. That is one of the reasons why when we meet, I ask everyone to tell their story or their journey, not just their 30-second elevator speech, because I think you become more of a person with somebody, especially in our world uh, where we need to educate a little bit. Um, We're not all accepted. We are, but not everyone accepts the way we are and who we are and why we are and the, uh, the product or service that we're um, putting out there. So it's kind of important to make that personal connection uh, with every client and do a little bit of education. Um, so, um, I totally uh. forgot my train of thought. But the point was that um, we have to do a little bit more and it has to be a part of, oh, I know, I was talking about the speaking. So I think the speaking um, is a really important piece if you speak for free all the time everywhere, that could be an issue, um, but know that you know if you're going to go speak somewhere, I, I used to speak at a lot of networking events. Um, I've, in the beginning, just to kind of make those connections and build my database, I don't speak as much now because after a while it becomes a waste of my time. I'd rather work on the things for membership, but it was a way to get out there. It was a way to see where other people were. Um, You know, it brought me into different areas that I didn't know where I can see the personalities or characteristics of different areas to see. Um, But I also know that if I'm in front of a new group, we can give um, Red Bank, like I just launched out in Red Bank. Uh, We launched in Connecticut um, last month, too. I know when I'm in front of a new group of people, then I can almost turn that entire room. I wasn't always able to do that. But I know now. So it's when you're looking at your funnel and you're looking at, okay, I have a speaking event. I set this up. It's part of my funnel. I have 30 people in a room. I know that I can get 10% of that room, and it helps you kind of build your matrix along the way. When and then you say, okay, if I could get 10% of a room every time, how many people have to be in that room? Um, for someone that's doing like house parties or something, it's how many people can you do if you're speaking? How many people can you do if you're uh, doing a blog? you know, how many people are gonna read it and out of how many people read it, how many people are gonna ask a question afterwards? So that's all part of your sales funnel. If you're using social media, some of the best contacts is asking a question so you can get some um, engagement in there. Uh, And when people write on your Facebook, on your social media, your Twitter, your Instagram, whatever you're doing, that you like it back, so you're engaging back, that you're liking it back, you're saying thank you, you're asking another question, that there's some type of engagement there so they feel that it's a person. Um, so that's the first side of the, the funnel. Um, so we're just talking about your traffic source, the, the top side of the funnel right now, um, and what that might work for you. And then we're going into um, mastering one side of that traffic source. You should have more than one Um, but know what those are and then maybe work really hard on your top three traffic sources. We know that they won't all work, um, know what's not working and maybe stop spending your time there. Um, and then the next step is we, where, where do you want to end up? So obviously most of us want to end up in a sale of some type. Um, it could be a national account. It could be, you know, something bigger. Everyone has a little bit of a different, um, Um, service or product that's on the line but we just want to talk about that so we want to know do you want to ask them to service um, a product do you want them to um, to buy something do you want them to be a continual member or um, client of yours Um, and you have to offer what's called the point of engagement so we talked about the social media point of engagement when they're starting into that funnel Uh, you need to give them a very clear opportunity to become a member, a client, uh, whatever it is, right? So one of the things that we do here in this organization, if you've went through it, when you're in front of me, I always drop usually the application. The first time you meet me or you come out and you meet other members, I say, if you join tonight, I'll drop the application fee for you. It's the first clear opportunity they have to jump in. Some people take it, some won't. But you have to figure out what your first clear opportunity is. Um, um, I don't think it's always good to just lead people to your website blindly or an inventory list just blindly because it's not really focusing on what they need to do. Um, a great, better-focused way to do it, and I don't do it, but I know it's a good way to do it, (laughs) is to lead people to a landing page, especially if it's coming off of social media or if it's coming off um, a um, email or press or something like that. So this way, one, you can track it if you track people to different landing pages. I know that that's a lot of work for sole entrepreneurs that are on here for most of you to track that. Uh, But a a landing page that specifically asks for something Um, It could be to join right away. It could be um, just to get their email contact and join um, a newsletter, um, some type, which leads them to the next step of your funnel. So if you get someone from social media, then they go to the landing page, which would be the second point of um, engagement. The third point might be join our newsletter. So then you've captured their information, right? So that's like the third step of your funnel. Everyone's funnel is going to be – Uh, longer than others Um, and there should be a couple different levels of that funnel and but basically you want to just get people down to the next level you want to just narrow down the focus because you really want to concentrate on that bottom level Um, so there's a beginning a middle and an end and then the ones that end you can do personal contact you could do Um, you know, more focused talking. You can have them uh, look at referrals or testimonials or do something of that nature. Um, For each person, you're going to have to figure out what that, what that is for you. Maybe it's, um, you know, um, a consultation of some type or something that's acting with you personally. I think that's in, in our particular fields, they need the touch of us, who we are personally, because you're not a big company, they need to know who you are. Um, So I wanna open up the lines a little bit right now and have you talk a little bit about your inbound funnels, um, what you have, are there any questions as to some funnels? Anybody? No?
1: So, I think one of the things that you said for me is tracking everything because I track the big ones. I don't track everything like social media. Um, I don't, I don't, you know, I just don't because I figure, eh, whatever. (laughs) Um, But I do ask everybody how you heard about me and I find out sort of that one. So, it's very important. So, I, I can't say that I'm looking at my statistics and stats for. Twitter and Facebook and all that kind of stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. But I do track in my system that I use for for my CMS where my um, sales come from, so I can see what's working, what's not working, and why.
0: Right, love that. Um, You don't have to travel, uh, um, do the masses, um, but at some point you wanna start to capture. You know, so maybe it's like not the top level, but it's the second or third level that you're starting to capture all of that information. Because um, there's engagement going on without you knowing about it. People are going to your website and you don't know it. Um, you know, it's how are you capturing them? Um, that's one of the things, the landing page is something I na- now need to consider only because I can see all these people hitting the website. I know it's not all members. You know, we're, we're getting up to about 2000 hits a week but I don't know what they're doing or where they're coming from or I'm not capturing all of them. I capture some of them cause they'll go all the way through and join the newsletter. Um, and I know I'm getting a lot from people forwarding newsletters or forwarding those event schedules, which I can't really track until someone signs up. And that's why at the bottom of the newsletter, it says, you know, did someone forward this to you? Sign up here. So That took a little bit for me to figure out. I stole it from somebody else and saw it and said, oh, okay, that's what I need to do. So a lot of it's just tweaking and trial and error and, you know, a lot of the sales funnels. Um, But it's really building it so you know what comes out. And this really makes you a lot more efficient, a lot more efficient when you know exactly what those numbers are. And you'll know, you know, every month, how do I get those first 50 people to work with? to get that sale at the end. Your numbers are probably different, but you know, and knowing what those numbers even are, you know, to uh, start at the back on how much you wanna do at the end of the year and then break it down into monthly and then shift it if your business is cyclical. Uh, We talk a lot um, about, especially in New Jersey, The whole summer, the state shuts down. It it literally just shuts down. (laughs) So we have to kind of look at that and say, okay, so maybe not in the summer, but maybe September is a little thicker and I have to work a little harder and kind of knowing what that cycle is for your particular business. If you don't have a business cycle, that's fine too. Or if you want to take a month off or something, that's fine too. It's really just knowing what it is and how you're getting people out the other end, but the top of that funnel is called awareness. Just to even know you exist, that's the education part, the awareness. The middle of that funnel is called consideration, where they're considering, should they work with you? Should they not work with you? Should they buy your product? Should they not work their product? What is your competition? That's where consideration is, so that's what you want to answer all of those questions. And the bottom of the funnel is decision. How do people make that decision to take you to not take you um, and kind of knowing how people are funneling and their thought process through that awareness, consideration, decision, how they're um, thinking that through is a big part of what questions you're answering for them. So if you can answer some of those big questions, like some people have a frequently asked question section, um, how those questions are going through. Um um just reading my notes here about when a lead really becomes a sale and that's when um you want to kind of work your leads and that's where i have i always ranked them a b and c so they're kind of like a c as they're coming through and then they're a b and then when they're an a that's when you kind of do your hardcore push or you're following up a lot uh what that process might be um to get that uh to come over um and then if how much you're personally involved in it. Uh, If it could be done through emails or websites or you really need to pick up that phone, which is hard for a lot of us uh, to make that connection. Uh, And then I'd also just wanna say, once that connection is made and that sale is made, asking for that referral. And that's why I always ask you guys to bring in new members because it sounds much better when it comes from somebody who already uses it. I call them raving fans and that's actually a book. Uh, It's about a two-hour read called Raving Fans. It was made by uh, Kenneth Blanchard of the One Minute Manager. And it's how you create perfect customer service all the time and how you really be on top of people. Um, Because when people send people to you, they're much more likely to use your services. So um, I also have a sales funnel for referrals. Uh, When people make referrals, they get a lot more touches up close. It's almost like their funnel is very thin. Um, but I already know that those people come in loving me. So they're not at the top. They're kind of in the in the midway They're already at that consideration phase. They already know who we are because someone else brought them in Um, but to think of that and if that funnel is different So depending on the person that comes in you might have these micro funnels Um, how to sway people in or out um So, um so that's much of what I have to say in a nutshell. Um, do you guys have any questions? No questions. How? What are some funnels that you guys are using, or where do you think that you're a little bit stuck in your funnel?
2: Anybody? Uh, I and just I know what I don't do is track anything. Okay. <laughs> But I do have this, for me, in my business, we have this fun little sheet. It's called 40 Faces. It actually actually has little people's faces on there. And that, to me, is my kind of start of the funnel, I guess, or a way of tracking who I've gotten in front of. I know if I've gotten in front of that many people in a month, I'm doing my job.
0: All right, so that is kind of tracking. I mean, at least you know how many are coming into your funnel. Right, when I do that. Okay, so this but, is reminding me to get that
2: sheet out again and do it again.
0: Okay, so that's a great way to do it. And then once you're ticking off that face, what do you do with them?
2: Well, it's... 40, you know, what do you do with them afterwards? All the, not all the people on that 40 faces is going to be, like you said, they come through your yeah. face. Some will, some won't. Um, so that's not the concern. It's just that numbers game that you have to get in front of, you know, a certain number of people in order, whatever you're, you know, like you were talking about uh, real estate, and I thought, "Whew! I'm glad I'm not a realtor." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> People don't realize how hard that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but but it's all
0: the same. Yeah, it's all the same. So right, you'll have things that fall through, or things that you thought were going to happen, and you yeah. have to um, make up for that. It's like when I was a landlord, I owned um, a lot of property, uh, but you have to figure in a vacancy rate all the time no property is a hundred percent covered all the time
2: yeah.
0: and people don't realize that um so it's kind of it's kind of the same thing it's a vacancy rate you know what happens when you don't hit your number
2: right. um,
0: yeah. so so you have what sounds like the top tier of your funnel mm-hmm. but you need to uh figure out as it narrows what do you do to the next level so once once they find you once they're aware how do you get them to that decision
2: process uh i mean it, it varies and, and it and it depends on if i'm looking to talk to somebody about joining my business or oh,
0: right you
2: know, you know so there's different
0: you have more than one funnel yeah yeah
2: so you know when you're talking to them about the business well either one i mean it I don't always need several touches for the products. Right. Sometimes it's just they've come to a presentation, they try them, they buy them, and they become a a client. Um. With the business, it takes more touches than that. So moving them right. from first meeting them to getting on a Zoom with them, you know, right. going to coffee, uh, you know, yeah. So there's a steps that need to be taken. Okay. Sure, but yeah to think of it as a funnel okay have where you know how far have I gotten to get down to that decision awareness consideration decision piece and and whether I have that whether I'm really paying attention to each person that I'm working with through that funnel
0: yeah, know? yeah, so the top part of that funnel can just be a mass email mm-hmm. you know that's yeah. kind of the top of my funnel is you know, everyone kind of gets those events, the people that come to the website or do a contact form or when they start to contact me, Mm -hmm. that's when I start to capture all of that. So everyone, my my database, I don't know, it's like 3000 people or something. But if you contact me, you go actually right into a sales funnel. There's a contact sheet. It's in your profile. I have uh, follow-up steps. um, You know what the next one is, what the next one is that's the part that makes the difference Mm
2: -hmm.
0: knowing that process. The nice thing is once that process is there, you can kind of check off who went through what process. Mm -hmm. Um, and there's, and there is good software that kind of follows that all for you. You know, Paul, I'm going to pick on you for a little bit because I know that you have some sales funnel because I'm caught in it sometimes, (laughs) but you actually have a beautiful funnel of, um, um, uh, your emails I forget what they're called that come out all the time and then not only your gratitude ones but you have follow-up things even when we sign up for a webinar there's reminder emails. you have drip emails you have drip email campaigns which I think are fabulous
1: yeah and it's just a way to keep the engagement with people yeah um, let people know that I'm still here keep me on top of their mind and provide additional content so depending on where people are in the cycle it's all going to depend on what emails they get and how they get them and that kind of thing and that's done with an autoresponder like constant contact or a weber or something like that or i mean there are other tools and things
0: very nice
1: yeah yeah and the idea excuse me what you said of Driving people to a landing page so that you can capture their information is is huge because when somebody comes to the page for whatever reason, that means that they were interested in what you have to offer and what you want, what your platform is and what you're speaking about. And, you know, just there's some synchronicity there. So get their name and email and start having a conversation with them. Even if it starts out just one-sided through emails, the more that you share with them, And don't think that, um, you know, you you alluded to, you actually said this, don't think that they have to be all about business and, and what your product is and how it can help them make it personal too. Because people like to know that they, they reach somebody um, and that there's a real person behind there and there's a story and you become relatable and, and that helps. here's a funny story I actually had an email come in from somebody who was on my website there was an issue because on my portfolio page um, they clicked on to see the website and it says it can't be found well two days before that this client said that they're changing their business up dramatically they don't want that website anymore and they're changing things so I said okay great so we worked on that but one thing I did not do was on my website change your portfolio so it's not there, so it doesn't click to go nowhere, right? So before I could do that, somebody found it. They sent me an email just saying, hey, want to let you know that there's a problem on your site. And we actually got into this little back and forth um, email conversation because of that. I told her what happened and why. And then I think it was her third email. She, she says, well, I'm looking for a website. And can you tell me if Paul works with blah, 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 and I thought, well, already we've had this conversation. It's clearly not automatic because I'm addressing specific <laughs> them. I'm signing it, Paul. And it just reinforced the belief that there are people out there who think that there's just disbelief that people are actually talking to that person as opposed yeah. to a larger agency where there's somebody, you know, the gatekeeper who's just replying. Um, so it was, you know, kind of funny about that and just... The idea of being personable and and human and sharing and telling people who you are like you said tell your story um mm-hmm. that's that's what resonates with people and that's what makes people want to do business with you
0: yeah thank you i think the autoresponders are terrific
3: rakesh go ahead yeah i got a specific question uh, camille and we could talk about my funnel later when people potential customers for my product, uh, for gluten sensitivity, digestive issues. So they're about 50% of the way there to buy the product. Okay. Right? And if I push them at that point, a little bit, I think they will go ahead and buy it. But, you know, it's a lot of money, $60 or so. Uh, So I talk them into not talk them into, but basically suggest, hey, I can send you a free sample, try it out, and then uh, you'll be buying with confidence. Now, question is, is that the right thing to do, offer them a sample at that point, or push them by talking, hey, go ahead, buy the product?
0: Yeah, I think sampling is a great, great way um, to get uh, customers or future clients. That's why in this membership, organization I allow everyone to try everything for free because I think if you like it I don't have to sell it anymore um so I do think that's good um I don't know if you have small samples that you can do um your sample ones are pretty big uh if that's more cost effective for you but the most important thing is when they try it though you need to follow up with them or with your sample you could always give like a coupon for their first purchase or something to kind of entice at least that first first purchase because the first one's hard especially because it's an expensive product when you have expensive products um i always think it's easier to kind of just to give them a way to um enter the market a little easier to love it first does that make sense
3: that makes yeah. Lot of sense yeah we haven't done that. that that's a good one yeah and uh, other things somebody suggested they said instead of uh, what they said was there are two price points around five dollars and around ten dollars people don't think too much if the price is in that range When it gets above that, you know, close to $50, they put a lot of thought into it, should we buy, should we not buy. Exactly. Yeah. So the suggestion is that instead of samples, come up with their trial size for either $5 or $10, depending on the number of capsules in it.
0: I really like that idea. I Uh, love that idea. A trials, I think a trial size is terrific. Paul, you had something to comment on that?
1: Yeah, so starting most recent working backwards, trial size is great because if they buy it, then they're a customer, Yeah. Right? And a customer is a big difference than somebody who's just kicking the tires and taking a free sample. So when somebody's already giving you a credit card, they're kind of up here compared to somebody who's down here just taking what you gave them. They have absolutely nothing invested in it, even if it's five or ten bucks. Right? So then you know that there's some sort of interest there. The other thing I wanted to talk about, kind of separate from funnels, but it really ties in is, um, you know, you're using the word it's expensive. Sixty bucks is expensive, and you have to consider the fact that what you're doing and how you're helping people and how you can actually transform their lives. 60 bucks is nothing, mm-hmm. right? So if you, if you talk to them and say, you know what, I realize six, you may not even be aware of it, but you could be having this literal conversation of, I know $60 is expensive, but let's get you started and we can see it. And when you say that, people are gonna go, oh yeah, it's expensive, expensive. And if you're not saying it, you're still thinking it and you're putting it out there. And that energy is out there. And you know, that could be killing prospects from signing up and you know, going for the ultimate, what's really best for them. So just something to be considered. Yeah, that's a, that's a very good point, Paul.
3: For example, a woman came into a doctor's office, and she was in severe pain in her stomach, with bloating or cramping, with digestive issues. So the doctor gave her one capsule, glass of water, in 10 minutes, she was laughing. And so relating that kind of example to potential customers that, hey, how much is that pain worth, right? You take that uh, 15 minutes worth of pain gone away. Yeah. uh, $60, $60 is nothing then.
1: I mean, if you were to frame it such as you say, you know your your stomach. You're bloated. You're not feeling well. What are your alternatives? Let's just take a look at it right now. You can make a doctor's appointment, wait a week to see him or her, and spend 125 bucks on an office visit, right? And you're not guaranteed any results. We're here right now, 60 dollars. You might get immediate relief. Do you want to try that? Perfect.
3: Very very good. Uh, right.
1: Yeah. And of course you, I'm sure, well, I don't know, but you probably can't say this will heal you or this will work, but it's, you know, let's try it. Yes. The results are.
3: Yeah, that's right. It's not a medication. So yeah, I cannot claim that. It will heal you or cure you. Yeah. Hmm. Very good discussion. I mean, just from this meeting, I mean coming up with that trial size confirmation.
1: <laughs> and don't make it too cheap. Don't make it so inexpensive that there's no value to it. That's the other thing. You know, yeah. I've tried selling products at different price points, $7, $17, $27, $47. And I thought, you know, everybody's going to buy at 7 But at $7, I think, well, how good can it be? Yeah. And as yeah. I rose the price, as the price increased, people said, oh, yeah, I'm going to. And sales came in at higher price values for the exact same thing. No message changed. The only thing was the price changed.
0: The price, yeah.
1: Mm. Very good.
0: Agreed. There. Um. Anybody else? Thoughts, questions about their own sales funnel?
3: No. Well, I can ask a little bit around my uh, first part of the funnel, right? The sources. Okay. For this product, so. Oh, we go to the conferences where doctors and health practitioners are there. Mm-hmm. So taking the contact information from there and then following up with them. That's the, a main thing we do is send them information via email, the scientific papers around the product, uh, how it works. And so on. Uh, and then the doctors talking to the patients and sending the patients to us, either to the website to buy the product or giving them our phone number and then we get the calls from the from the patients. So most of the funnel is, yeah, it's people are already primed by somebody, either a sales rep, or a doctor and so what i need to do is yeah just convert them over that so your point about hey i'll give you a code coupon code when you go on the website you'll right. get 20 percent off yeah so doing more of that uh would probably be uh, good uh, yeah we- we- webinars is another uh input to the funnel, funnel, right? So there's this uh, network of doctors and we email blast goes to them and then 25, 30 of them sign up and then me and the MD doctor, my partner, we give a 15 minute talk each and then we get the uh, funnel started. Right. Uh, and usually out of 25, Uh, We get three to five conversions where if the doctor can sell from their offices, then three to five doctors start to buy. And if they can't sell from their offices, then they uh, send their patients to us. Okay. Uh, Facebook, we're not getting too much success there, even though we do uh, have a group there. Uh, either the administrators jump in and they said, "Hey, this looks like you're promoting your product." Right? So then they uh, they try to stop that.
0: Okay, that's I take it in a group or something.
3: Yeah, in a group. For yeah. example, a gluten-sensitive group, right? Yeah. And one person starts to say that, "Hey, such and such product worked really well for me," and so on. And then if it goes to a second conversation, then people, uh, administrator jumps in and says. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, yeah, I don't think Facebook is the, the way to go there. That's not where mm-hmm. you're finding your clients. So you, you have to figure out what's the top of your funnel and then how you're bringing them down. If you're getting all these doctors, if you're going to the, the vending places, then maybe an autoresponder or putting them on an email autoresponder may be the way to go, and it kind of takes you out of the loop a little bit, but it gives them some information constantly. They've already said that they were interested, um, Mm. and you just have to kind of pull them through the funnel. So I think that would be your next step. And then, Mm. you know, maybe with an ask, of, would you like someone to contact you, right? Mm. There has to be um, an action item in there.
3: Yes, okay.
0: Good, thank you.
3: Yeah, very good, thank you.
0: All right. Um, I know we're coming to the end of our time. So I just want to give anyone else a chance that wants to ask a question. Um, I know we have a couple people on phone lines. Um, So um, I can't see if you're raising your hand. So um, If anyone wants to talk, you can put in the chat box. Um, But other than that, I think Um, that's about it for today I think we went through a a pretty good idea of what the sales funnel is Um, was this helpful for everybody
3: yes definitely okay
0: good good Um, I don't remember what the topic is for next month but every month uh, we come here with coffee with Camille I don't have coffee I have water Um, but we do talk about some type of discussion item um, you know to help you with your business Um, been kind of fun Um, so that's what we have thank you for joining me today on our video podcast nlbp tv if you like what you heard be sure to subscribe to learn more about our professional community the natural life business partnership and to become a member go to www.thenaturallife.org part of membership is to join us live at these tapings Plus, have access to unlisted material in a closed professional community specifically for the holistic entrepreneur. Follow us for free on Facebook. I look forward to our next episode. Bye-bye.